Hello and welcome to Music and Film Saves the World podcast and today we are here to talk about Thor Love and Thunder and I've got my the authority on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Simon Bridgman. How are you doing Simon? Not bad, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And uh, Simon and I talked about Doctor Strange a couple of months ago and um, as um, Thor Love and Thunder is going to be on Disney Plus um, as we as we record this next week, so it'll be on the 8th of September, so when you listen to this it might already be on, um, we thought we'd do a spoiler special. Um, so full disclaimer, we're going to spoil Thor Love and Thunder, so if you have not seen Thor Love and Thunder, um, don't listen to this podcast unless you don't care, uh, or you're going to go watch it and then you can come back to it and see what we, th- we think. What we're going to do is we're going to go through the film, go through the plot, our, our sort of thoughts on it and um, and then we're also going to have a little chat about the future of the MCU so we might know a bit more um, on the September the, the weekend of September the 8th and 9th um, of what's happening but there was quite a so a lot of big announcements at Comic Con a couple of months ago so I think it's quite a good time to just talk about it before we get any more announcements and then when Simon and I possibly talk about Black Panther in a couple of months we can then discuss Everything else that's bound to be announced next weekend, there's going to be stuff. Yeah, there definitely will be. Um, so, um, cool. So, Thor and Thunder. Now, this is the first of the main MCU characters that has got a fourth film. Yes. Um, you would have thought Iron Man would have had one, but he, he hasn't. So yeah, it's a long time ago. Since yeah, it's, films. yeah, yeah. So, um, this is the fourth Thor film. I'm trying to say that uh, quickly. Um, the first ones to do that, um, and they are, I reckon there might be a fifth. Yeah, they're talking about it. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're without this director, so different director. director. Yeah, yeah. So um, directed by Taika Waititi, who directed uh, Thor and Ragnarok, which I think um, was the best of the three leading up to this one. Definitely of the yeah. three fourth films, injecting yeah, um, quite a lot of humour into into the MCU, which obviously the MCU has a lot of humour in it. But I think this really did bottle down on the humour and had this very sort of eighties synth sheen to the whole to the whole thing. I think yeah, it was, it was very different to the second one. Yeah, um, and I think it was a real sort of because I think Chris Hemsworth is so good at comedy. Yeah, that's one of the main. He's one of his. I mean, he's a good actor, but he's really good at comedy, so they really leaned into that more. Um, so what we're going to do is go through the film. Um, so, but with Taika Waititi, and I, if you've seen um, a couple of his other films, particularly Jojo Rabbit, he really does shift between comedy and darkness quite considerably. And I think even in this film, there's a few a few elements where it does. And actually, it does start off quite dark. Yeah, I mean, well, as we go through it, the, the general premise is quite dark. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. Um, so we start off like a cold open. We don't even get the Marvel, the Marvel uh, uh, sign just yet. Marvel credits, and Christian Payer, Bale playing Gore with his daughter. His daughter dies. Yeah. Um, and he sort of finds an oasis, doesn't he, with all these other gods? And... He gets called by something. Yes. And he gets led to an oasis. Yeah. And I think the god, I don't know what the god's names are. See if I can find it here. Rapu. Gore and his daughter love. 
that's it. And despite their prayers to their god Rapu, she dies. Um, and it's the necrosaur that calls to Gore, leading him to that oasis. And when the god Rapu dismisses Gore cruelly, Gore takes up the sword and kills him. So that's that's the sort of the start and becomes then this the god butcher. You know, he's, he changes, he physically changes and becomes the god butcher and his sort of quest is to go around killing gods. So that's basically it in some respects. Um, so then we go to a, um, a rock version of the Marvel theme and that's, and that's uh, like a guitar version of the Marvel theme. And that's quite a part of the... Where is the Thor Ragnarok had quite a synthy, synthesizer score. This hit leans into the 80s rock sort of look even the way Thor's dressed. And this is where I sometimes have a little, a little bit, oh, it's a shame that we don't get Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy for a whole film. We haven't had, I think it would be really good. I think, yeah, they, they work well off each other. And yeah, especially as a lead, they work well against each other, that little competitiveness. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be, a good storyline to have them both. We don't know how much he'll appear in the next film, if he'll appear in it at all. No, I don't think he's in Volume 3, um, but it has been suggested James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, James, um, Volume 3, James Gunn, has said that that will be his last Guardians film. Now, if you make a fifth Thor film, you could have it as Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, has it as a proper, you know, both of them all in it together. So that's a possibility. But... Um, yeah, so I mean, they're really not in that much, to be honest, are they? So you've got um, you've got his friend. Uh, um, who is who is his friend? Korg. 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 who was in that third film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then it's been in the Avenger films yeah. since. Yeah, he's in it quite a lot, in bits of it. Yeah, he's a lot more than the Avenger. Yeah. Than, Played by Taika Waititi himself, because he obviously often comes up and he, he often acts in most of his films, to be honest. And um, so he's sort of relaying the story of Thor getting his muscly body back uh, after Endgame. So you see a bit of a montage, <laughs> like a train. <laughs> yes, that's right. A, a Rocky-esque montage. Um, and then you get the Guardians of the Galaxy sort of calling on him to help because he sort of, he sort of, his mind's elsewhere, isn't it, Thor? Is he sort of like he's yeah, trying? They're, they're, they're attacking something, and he's just sitting around. Yeah. And then they call him in. Yeah. And he just does he, this and he goes off thing. on his he goes off a stormbreaker like a Harry Potter, Harry, <laughs> Harry Potter broom. <laughs> I, I mean, sort of the humour is a lot of humour in this, and the whereas the praise for the last Thor film was that it had more humour in this has been some of the criticism this time where it's gone too far this way because um, it hasn't been so well received as possibly the last one I think this one jumps quite a lot between fun comedy and then dark maybe a bit starky a bit too yeah. much silly mad guardians bit then dark and then a bit light too light again rather than a more mellow line or a joined line where they sort of, sort of works together I think Ragnarok flows better definitely I think this does jump around quite a bit especially in the first trauma just when you're trying to get all the characters together I think it does jump around a bit um, 
so yeah he um he decides to leave the guardians of the galaxy when he gets a distress call from sif who wasn't in the last thor film um that was good because she would have died. Yes, well, yeah, a bit of luck for her. Um, so he then goes off with Korg to go and find her and find out what's going on. And she tells them about Korg, the God Butcher. In the meantime, and this is why it's quite difficult, probably more difficult than Doctor Strange in some ways, to go through the plot. Because Doctor Strange follows Doctor Strange more or less for the whole film. Yeah. Whereas this, you are at the beginning, not with Thor necessarily, because you then go to Jane Foster... Um, who's properly turning up since the Dark World, really. I know yep. she's very very briefly in Endgame. Um, being diagnosed with terminal cancer. And you get Darcy in it very briefly, who's also in WandaVision, um, where we've seen him most recently. So you, all, you keep having all these connections to everybody. And she seems to get called by Mjolnir um, herself. A bit like Gore gets... Probably some parallels here, isn't it? Whereas Gore gets called by the Necrosword, she gets called by Mjolnir and goes to New Asgard and... Yes, and learn, she learns that it can heal or some sort of healing. So she goes there because there's nothing else she can find to heal her. Yeah. She has stage four. Yeah. And I suppose in some respects, um, sort of jumping ahead a little bit, that it sort of doesn't heal her though, does it, in the end? It's sort of still draining away herself away, isn't it? Yeah, it still takes her energy in some ways. It doesn't heal her. Yeah. It gives her strength at a time, but then that's, I think, taken from your overall life strength. Yeah. And it's a little bit like, once again, the parallels are there with Gore, where he's got corrupted by the sword. She's, in some respects, the power of the, the hammer has affected her as well. Um, so, yeah, so... We then get Sif, Korg and Thor go to New Asgard when they when Gore attacks New Asgard to try and steal the children. And that's when he meets I think they Thor. don't know at first he's trying to steal the children. Right. They go there and he's attacking there. Yes. And they think that he's there to kill them all because he's a god butcher and they're yep. all gods. Um, and while defending it, they he actually goes there to steal the children. Yeah. Yeah, and you sort of we sort of before that we see Valkyrie sort of as the king of New Asgard, and you see how it's been commercialised. <laughs> it's got rides and a, and I think it's an ice cream shop with yeah. Thanos's. Yeah, and a boat trips and all sorts of things. Yeah, <laughs> she's doing adverts as well and all that type of thing. Um, so yeah, so New Asgard, Gore's attacking. As you say, they find out that it's after the children. It's after the children, um, and also Jane's there now with the hammer as Thor, and then we get as this the mighty Thor. as the mighty Thor, of course. And in the middle of a action scene, it completely skips to a montage with an Abba song. Yes. <laughs> um, which, in some respects. He's done for laughs, but also does fill in a little bit of the gaps between Thor the Dark World and the other yes, films yeah. where she wasn't then didn't yeah, yeah. didn't appear. Um, so it sort of fills in those gaps a bit. And and as I say, done to the to an Abbasol. And what's quite funny is as most of the songs in this 
well, most of the songs in this film, the Guns N' Roses songs, um, used. Um, it's funny that it, it's it's funny that they use an yeah, Abba song for, 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 for that. So, and actually, bringing on the songs. And now I read somewhere, and I actually don't disagree that using Guns N' Roses songs, especially the ones that are used, happens is used a lot in films. I think it's almost used too much. I mean, I'm thinking of Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which is called Welcome to the Jungle. Sweet Child of Mine has always been used, Paradise City. And I'm just wondering whether we have a bit of an over-reliance in some of these modern films now of the same old pop culture songs. Maybe you do, but they are trying to do the 80 vibe. Yeah. Even though it isn't set in the 80s. Um, and so... It's keeping with the vibe. I don't know, it's difficult, isn't it? Because when you're looking back at a music group, you only want a certain section of people. Yeah. And then some people you can't use, Michael Jackson and things like that nowadays. So it's sort of, it's limited, I guess. Yeah, the, yeah there are loads of people, but then people wouldn't recognise the song and they don't want you to be taken away in the song and thinking who's this or what this song is. It's meant to be something you know and feel comfortable with. So. I sort of get it, um, but you're right, it most be is, but most be the problem is there's not enough selection for them to pick from. No, I mean... They say, what, they say, what else would you pick? If you want that sort of music, what else would you pick, which is generalised known across the world? And you'd be like, okay, there's short selection. And it's the effects, isn't it? You know, whatever band you choose, for a film, a modern popular film, you're going to use a popular song. So if they'd used Bon Jovi or Def Leppard, they would have used the most well-known Bon Jovi and Def Leppard, for example. Yes. Other 80s, you know, it's uh, other 80s rock bands, but they were the other two, two of the other main ones. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, Gore does escape. He kidnaps the children, or some of the children, including um, Heimdall's son. Yeah. And he's calling himself Axel because of Axel Rose, obviously. Carry on with the Guns N' Roses theme. Um, and he sort of takes them off. He takes them off to transport them to the, the Shadow Realm. So what we also have then is the we have a they have like a town hall meeting, <laughs> and we also have we also have um, the cameo actors, don't we? As well, at one point as well, we have. Oh, yes. Jumping back, we've got Sam Neill, we've got um, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon, one of Chris Hemworth's brothers, yeah. uh, and um, Melissa McCarthy as well, who obviously was in the Ghostbusters film with Chris Hemsworth, um, as well doing a reenaction of something that happens in Ragnarok. So there's like comedy beats, and it really goes to the side of comedy. Now, I don't have a massive problem with that, and some uh, I have heard, read a a review or um, seen a review would say it's almost like a spoof it's almost spoofing the MCU I don't think that's a problem with that because we've had so many films now you can do that a little bit you're taking the mickey a little bit of how ridiculous some of this thing, stuff is um, yeah, I, I get that and I agree but I can also see their point is in the third one worked so well yeah and people sort of like I don't know we want more comedy you know, the third one, as you said, people really liked because it had enough comedy in yeah. it. And this maybe went, people would say maybe it's gone too far to the comedy part. And as I said, it's a lot of bits where it's just pure comedy. That whole bit of the town hall is just 
stupid, oh, yeah, just yeah. being messing about. And like previously, you'd had, I don't know, four going into the arena and go, oh, it's, it's you know, yeah. right from work and it's short bits in the action rather than being a comedy scene. Yeah. And maybe that's the different, as you said, it's not merged as well. Well, you have Thor going through the roof, you have um, sort of the creature friend of Korg scratching on the whiteboard. And one and one generally funny one really funny bit is is the jealous Stormbreaker when he's trying to get oh, the yes. hammer, and he plays that so well. Chris Hemsworth and the way they get the hat, the the axe just to come slowly into shot, and it was like it's like a three's a crowd yeah. <laughs> between the axe, the hammer, and Thor. He's done really well. That that, that is, is well. Uh, that is really funny, and that's where the the elements are work really well in 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 the in, in the humour. And then straight off, you're then on, even when Thor is, gets sort of, transports himself as like a vision to the kids to talk about, even that's played for a bit of laughs, sort of telling them, oh, everything will be fine. <laughs> so it comes back and we lied to them, basically. All that's, everything's, every beat is a very, it's comedy, yeah. basically. It's like a comic, comic scene. Um, so anyway, they, and even, even Jane Foster's, part she plays it much more looser than she did in the previous two films that she was in yeah yeah the directors obviously pushed them all to to have a fun time yeah enjoy it. yeah um so they decide to and there's also the screaming goats obviously so he has screaming goats which he managed to get before he left the guardians of the galaxy which oh yes that was a surprise <laughs> destroying the temple yeah and, and, and as I say sorry if we keep going back and forth but this is the type of film that's very difficult not to do that yeah it, it's so much little things happen and and stuff and and packed in for a, probably one of the shortest films they've had for a long while it's literally two hours and m most of the these MCU films go on for well at least two hours and a quarter generally yeah um, so anyway they decide to go to Omnipotence City, I said that right. I, yep, I was hoping right. um, to warn the other gods and to ask Zeus for help. And it's one of those things. If you didn't know who was playing Zeus, you could, you would probably think, right, who have they got playing Zeus? There's bound to be someone well known. And once again, there's a lot of sort of laughs in there about you know they're sort of in disguise. They're trying to keep themselves you know, secret, and Zeus is played by Russell Crowe, who basically is doing a comedy performance, there's no two ways about it, a silly accent, you know, all that type of thing, the way he sort of prances around, camply, everything's done for comic effect, um, even when he says, who's talking in course code, it's those three, I mean, things like that are yeah. really funny, it works really well. Flicking all of Thor's clothes off, and the, the, all, the women had some of the men all fainting, and he goes, "You flick too hard." <laughs> all of that is really funny. It, it works funny. really well. Um, but I could understand where some of the real hardcore the guy going, "This has gone way too over the." I mean, it's like a, it's like a complete um, opposite to some of the DC stuff that uh, sometimes comes along, which often plays it on the side of more dour. Can it sometimes be? Yeah, and I think that scene also kind of follows the last scene, which was played for laughs yeah. as well. So it's not like they're 
they're putting different comedy between action. It yeah. was comedy after comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Zeus Zeus says he's not going to help them. That's who they hoped. But they manage to steal his thunderbolt, and they think they've killed him. And they get the flying goats. Big fight. Call gets destroyed, and he's just stuck a rocky face. Um, that sort of sits at the back of Valkyrie's head. Um, and then the uh, the chariot. They made a chariot with the, for their flying with the flying goats. <laughs> it's really described this film. It's like this is ridiculous. The chariot of the flying goats comes in to rescue them. I think there's a bit of a Guns and Roses song when they do in this fight, actually. Yeah. And they're and they're uh, and they're off. Um, and then we do have a probably a slightly sort of more of a come down moment, a bit more character beats when. Jane and Thor are discussing her illness and all that type of thing. And I think that that's probably, it's quite, we needed that a little bit. And it, even though some of it's still played for humour, but we've needed, we needed that probably just to bring it back around what's actually happening and some of the, yeah. some of the themes and, um, you know, terminal illness. There's no, there's not much to joke about with, with that. So no, no, she tells him about it and yeah. Yeah. And, when people sort of say about, you know, there is quite, it does go to some dark places um, in that, you know, kidnapping children, the way that Christian Bale plays Gore, um, his his own child dying, Jane dying, it's it's very, it's very dark. It does go into dark places. It's just alleviated with quite a lot of comedy. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so then they get to his. World. Yeah, Shadow Realm. It crashes. Yeah, they, make, they make it look like it's massive. It just crashes into it. The goats scream again. So we still have to have a comedy, yeah. <laughs> a comedy beat. And that is well done. We're having it in black and white. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a good you know, effect. Yeah, and it really and that is really effective. Uh, makes you think what a, a superhero film all in black and white would look like. It'd be quite. Uh, but uh, and I, I think that there, that's quite that's that does. That stay, and that stays. There's not many laughs in this element because it's gore, and he's he's all he's like taunting the three of them: Valkyrie, Thor, and and um, the mighty Thor or Jane. Um, he's sort of taunting them. He knows what's happening to her. What's going to happen? He's sort of taunting Thor. What's going to happen? And he wants the axe and all that type of thing. And Jane's thrown it away so that he can't get it. Um, I think that the children aren't there, are they? Uh, as well, no. they turn up and the children aren't there. No, it's a trap. Yeah. To try to get Stormbreaker. Yeah. And we have another battle with some creatures and um, and all that. And he does eventually get the Stormbreaker. I um, thought trying to escape as so he gets it sort of last minute. Um, and they go back to New Asgard, and um, I think that's when it's really affected, affects Jane how how ill she actually is. Yeah, and um, they decide that if she uses the power anymore, she will die. Yeah. Um, so with Korg just a face, um, Valkyrie has got injured in the fight. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Jane um, ill. Then he, he goes off on his own to... Eternity. Yeah, to get the... Uh, yeah, to, to get the children to, back. Yeah, well, try to stop him... Christian Bale getting to eternity to have his wish, yeah. which would be to kill all gods. Yeah. Um, so he, he arms the children with, with Thor powers and there's... Uh, 
Oh, because he has uh, Zeus's Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So he arms him all with those powers. Uh, one kid's got a, 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 a bunny that's <laughs> a toy bunny who's sprouting electricity. We get November rain from Guns N' Roses coming. Um, uh, Jane decides to come and help. We get that as well, doesn't we? Oh, uh, yeah, when Thor's about to die. Yes. She comes and saves him. Saves him at the last minute, as we have to have in these type of films. Um, yeah, so... They defeat him, but he still gets through the door. Yes. They break the sword, still gets through the door to a wish. They follow him through. Um, and then he's, because he's the first through, he gets to make his wish. Um, but Thor says, don't wish for the death of gods, wish for your daughter back. He goes to be with Jane as she dies. And God killers ask for his daughter, love to come back and dies and the child comes back and so two out of four who go in die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is a, this is this is played for laughs a lot of yeah. people. Um and Ooh. Thor adopts her basically, doesn't he? Yes. Um so yeah, we get um Yeah, so the children return return back to New Asgard. We get Valkyrie and Sif training the kids. Um, the, the monument of, for Jane, because Jane does pass away, obviously. Um, yeah, and then Thor and, and, and Love are now sort of a... Yeah, well, you, a they, they do quite well. You think he's sending her off to school. Um, and then they open the door and take out Storm, the two weapons. And she has Stormbreaker. Yep. And he has Monar, yep. And they go and fight some baddies. And yep. that's how they've left it. Yeah. And then we get the, we get the, the, the Guns N' Roses song. Which one do they use? Sweet Child of Mine's got to be, isn't it? Yeah. And um, and um, we have a mid-credit scene where Zeus sends his son Hercules to kill Thor. And Hercules is played by now, like Eternals, where you at the end you had Harry Styles turn up. This time you have Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso turn up as. Hercules, so that's going to be interesting, and I think sometimes they sort of tease it for the future, but sometimes they do it as a little bit of a, a joke. This is what might happen, you know. We might because yeah, a... they don't always pick up at all the threads they tease. It all depends. Well, they on... couldn't put them out for a no, no. um, And at the end, Jane arrives at the gates of Valhalla, where Idris Elba's Heimdall welcomes them. So it's almost like a little bit of a. In some respects, a more of an uplifting ending for her because she's come going to paradise basically, and yeah. it leaves it open a little bit for people to come back because we are in the realms of science fiction where people don't often stay dead. <laughs> well, and they've all nearly all the characters from the, the films are in the film somewhere. So his dad's in it. I'm sorry, his dad's in it. One of those bits where he talks or something. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, he does. Yeah. About Fading and so, and then like his dad comes there. Yeah, yeah. All these people get to it. The only person not in it is Loki. He's yeah, the only person who's not in it at all. Well, he's 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 doing his own series at the moment. He's, <laughs> he's series two, and I think he does miss Loki a little bit. I think um, they do have good connections. Yeah, and, it, it and they especially well. did in Ragnarok yeah. as well because they made Loki more or less a, a full-on goodie in some respects. In 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 Ragnarok, tap not full-on, but. Well, yeah, oh, I mean, more he, he more was, than he has been. Yeah, because in the next Avengers, he dies. 
defending. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, they do have a good, a good uh, uh, rapport, uh, Hemsworth and Hiddleston. But yeah, so it's it's quite a it's a it's a, it's a strange film really. I, I watched it the second time. I, I still I still really enjoyed it. I think it rattles along two hours. I don't think it's too long. I think people who are disappointed in it. Um, I don't think it is as good as Thor Ragnarok, but no, it's, um, it's, 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 it's difficult to rank the four of them, really, because the well, first two are so different. Well, it's not as difficult, because Ragnarok's obviously number one, and yeah. Dark World is obviously number four. Yeah. So it's only it's out, really, yeah, it's yeah. the argument between the first one and the third. I, I don't film. think there's much in between the two of them. I've always, quite a lot of people rank the original Thor quite low on the rankings, but I've always quite enjoyed the original Thor. Especially as it had a lot to do to make it believable, and I think Kenneth Branagh did a good job on job on that. Um, so it's it's difficult. It's difficult. It's definitely not as good as Ragnarok. I could understand if they went a different direction for the next one because we've had a couple of Taika Waititi to do. Um, but Chris Hemsworth is so good at comedy, and sometimes when something is so ridiculous, taking the mick out of it a little bit does work and yeah and I, I assume they won't go totally away from comedy with him no. because one it would make his character seem totally different and he doesn't want to go back to the serious side because they've done that enough adventures he's yeah yeah had enough pain for, yeah. for them not needing to do that um and like he's linked to the guardian which will always give me a comedy film yeah yeah he's now fighting with his daughter yeah, Zeus wants to kill him, and Zeus is not is a is a madman as well. <laughs> yeah. So there doesn't feel like any any link to it where you can make it a serious story. Yeah, they're a serious story for him. It'll be in a when he appears in something else, an Avengers yeah. film. But I think they'll keep the four films, however many more he wants to do, as you know, fun. And I think sometimes as well. I mean, there's been a lot of criticism on the good old internet about the jokey tone of the MCU but um, and obviously the She-Hulk TV series which is currently being shown is more or less a comedy it is a comedy that's the way it's been done and you as the as, especially this third episode it's it feels like a, a 90s early noughties legal comedy series that's what it feels like with superhero elements and there's nothing wrong in that because that's, that's with TV you, with the part of the idea of the Disney Plus shows is that you can do slightly different things that you wouldn't be able to do in the films. And it feels probably more like a TV show than any of the other TV shows. Some of the early ones, I feel just feel it feels too much like a film split up. Um, but if you want a serious MCU film, go and watch Eternals. Go and watch The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Go and watch Moon Knight. They're all much more serious than... And I, and I think Doc, I don't think Doctor Strange is it's got humour in it, but I don't think it's a full-on laugh fest. No, so, no, no. It's yeah, it has moments going through it, but yeah, it is. It's not more yeah, actually, and yeah, it's a different sort of film totally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think overall, I I really enjoyed it. It's it's difficult to think where you would. It's one of those films that be always when you do a ranking, it'd be difficult to place it. Um, the thing with Marvel is, I feel there's a there's a few which you love, um, and a few which you know aren't great. 
But the difficulty with Marvel rankings is always there's so many in the middle. Yeah. There's so many for each different person will like. Yeah. And you like Civil War and it's madness. It's but madness. I just can't. <laughs> it's, I a just top, can't. it's a top no, two of film. It's not. I just, <laughs> I just, even watch it again, I, it just annoys me. Oh, oh, we'll get on that another time. I just think it's madness. Anyway, but um, <laughs> but yeah, and the trouble is, you keep saying. I think I say every time. I think I'd go mid mid table. My mid table is bigger than the. Uh, um, I mean, I think the quality of the MCU is such that possibly Thor: The Dark World is probably one of the worst. If yeah, it's one of the worst, but you'd stick it on and you'd enjoy it. You'd stick it on and you'd watch it and you'd enjoy Thor The Dark World. So I do think the consistency of, of the quality of the MCU is pretty pretty high. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Thor The Dark World is not a terrible film. You you know, you're right. If it was on, I could easily see myself flicking on and go, I'm sitting there in an hour and a half later, I've watched most of the film and watching it. Yeah. Um, it's just in comparison to the other films that it's not great. Yeah. Um, you can say the same thing about Iron Man 2 and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there isn't that many which are terrible. And, well, and Eternals, some people put bottom and some people will put top ten. It's really? a, yeah. Some people literally think Eternals is the worst thing that's ever happened to the MCU. Honestly, it's, 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 a, it's a Last Jedi-esque divisive film. I need to watch the second time. I think I saw it on an aeroplane, so I'm not going to make the judgment only on viewing it on a small screen on no. an aeroplane. But I would say I'm not in a fan of it. I found it very formatic and a bit boring. And a bit well, it's quite slow, and but it, it's done in a way. It, it, it's definitely done by. It's definitely a Chloe Zhao film. It's definitely a more indie director type film. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that because we're da- we're down the path of having so many films there's got to be some difference and there is quite a lot of different stuff in Eternals yeah and I uh, maybe you're right um, as I said I need to see it a second time but I think I watched all that in Shanghai and the Ten Rings and I just felt they were going a bit overpowered that everyone seems to be everyone yeah. coming into the film seemed to be superpowered yeah. off to a stupid level and you know what's worked in the first half of the Marvel series is that it's the mix it's you know the Black Widow with no special powers and then you know Iron Man with some and the odd one with superpowers rather than like a lineup of people all with superpowers because yeah you end up with the you know DC problem yeah Superman and too, too powerful too powerful and, then, and it just becomes you have to be fighting gods and well Eternals they're a little bit like a Justice League the way they are the way the, how powerful they are and obviously you've got that they, they try and explain no we're going to Eternals too much but they try and explain why they weren't there when the, when the Thanos snapped his his uh, gauntlet but also the other he also failed to snap out any of them no he, yeah, he did yeah, yeah. Um, and also he um, the other thing that uh, I think Eternals is supposed to be set before Doctor Strange Spider-Man and this one and nobody's mentioned <laughs> there's this massive oh. thing sticking out of the ocean but they do in She-Hulk don't they oh do they oh, they're... I read something about this uh, is that the thing? in She-Hulk it is on someone's screen 
a someone who's looking at the internet and they're looking at what is this thing in the middle of the sea. Oh, yeah. oh right, fair so, enough. So they have linked it in She-Hulk. Yeah. But actually, in th- talking about links, actually, in Thor, there wasn't any sort of obvious links to what, what we are, because we're now officially in the multiverse saga, of which started with Black Widow, sort of. Um, and so we're officially in... Well, WandaVision, actually. So we're WandaVision, the multiverse saga, isn't it? So we officially are in the multiverse saga now. Um, but at the moment, there didn't seem to be a, a direct link. Obvious link. Um, sort of the other ones seem to have a bit more. Even even Black Widow in the post credit scene had the woman recruiting Elena. Even in Shang-Chi, you know that he's going to be a future Avenger and you had them coming up. Um, and obviously Spider-Man and Doctor Strange introduced the multiverse type of thing. Um, Eternals actually didn't have loads either. It's difficult to know where that is going to go. Um, I'll yeah. be... I'd be surprised if there's an Eternals 2, but apparently it's leaked there is going to be one. Cause they've got a house and they've got to put him in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanos' brother. Yep, I don't know how that works out. But anyway, so, um, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder because I really like Chris Hemsworth. He's one of actually my favourite actors in, in the MCU. I, I sometimes prefer him to Robert Downey Jr., to be honest. I, I think he does that real sort of comedy for such a sort of a massive, handsome guy, he's so good at the action, but he's so good at comedy, and he, he's a proper actor, he can act. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, to be honest, the MCU often gets its casting pretty spot on. I mean, what's the only mistake they've ever made, Edward Norton? Well, that wasn't really then, was it? That was more universal. Universal, made, probably, made yeah. So, I mean, they don't make many wrong wrong moves. Um, in terms of casting and stuff so now I enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder and it was a really good film um, I don't think it should get as much hate as some people have, have, have gone with it I think if you want a serious film I think definitely Black Panther Black Panther Black Panther um, that'd be a film wouldn't it Black Panther Wakanda forever is going to be a little bit more of that yeah I'm, I'm going to be more serious it's a good trailer it was a really good trailer um, whoever's uh, we don't know whoever's going to take up the mantle of Black Panther, but we we'll we'll do we'll, we'll, we'll cover see, it we'll, it we'll cover it. Yeah. So if we go by the so it's out in November. So if we go by the they normally out leave it about a good two months before they put it on Disney Plus. So yeah, it'll should, be, it'll be a January. It'll be a January. January or they'll think let's put it on for Christmas. Might be too soon, but they might they might as a Christmas boost. Um, but yeah, but it's probably going to be January, so we'll probably do that this one, this one for January. Yeah. Now, whilst we're here, let's have a look at the phases. So, uh, Comic Con was Comic Con July, was it? Yeah, I think so. Um, and we've got D twenty three on eighth of night. So, if you're listening to this and other things have already been announced, we're recording this before Disney Plus Day, before D twenty three, all that type of thing. So, um, so we're currently in phase four. Um, and we're just we're finishing nearly, phase four. Yeah, Black Panther is the end of phase yes, four. Yes, so we're in the middle of She-Hulk, and then Black Panther's out on November the 11th, and that is the final film in phase four. Which will still feel weird, because we've sort of used this phasing end with a, an Avengers film. Avengers film, film yeah. But even though um, one of the phases ended with an Ant-Man film and, and Yeah, stuff, but it was but after... 
yeah it's sort of like a sort of ta- tagged on tagged on yeah um, almost like they don't know where to not quite sure where to put it type of uh, it always feels the way it is for man they always feel a bit stuck in around but they're not certain I don't think I don't think it's going to be this time though because I think this next Ant-Man film is going to be an absolute crucial well it starts phase 5 yep yeah. And it's got Kang the Conqueror in it, who is the main baddie for this multiverse saga. So Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania is next. And I think that'll be a multiverse of madness type of craziness. I think there'll be people in there that you wouldn't expect to be in there. Um, But you've got, as I say, Kang the Conqueror. Apparently Bill Murray has been cast in there, an undisclosed role. Um, You've got Catherine Newton... Uh, up and coming actress. Well, she's been in quite a few things. Is, is Cassie Lang taking over from the previous actress? Michelle Fiverr's back. Michael Douglas. Um, so Ant Man and the Ross Quantum Mania is out February the seventeenth. I'll do the films first, and then I will yeah. move on to the TV shows. Um, then May the fifth, we've got of twenty twenty three. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which might be a it might be a totally different. Well, it's got Adam Warlock in it. But yep. it might be totally not in the in the same way that um, four wasn't really connected to phase four in terms of there was no real links. Yeah. Maybe Guardians will be the same. Yeah, It'll just be a story with some links because they're in space and everything else. Yeah, but more a separate story, especially if it's ending his trilogy. So they've got to be you know chasing her down and finding. Yeah, yeah, and I think Will Poulter is playing Adam Warlock. Um, then we only have to wait, well, less, well, just over two months, Dax. Then we've got the Marvels, July the 28th, um, which should really lean heavily because we've got probably, is this the first time we've got a main a character from one of the TV shows becoming a main character in one of the films? We've had it vice versa, yeah. but we haven't had it this way, where a main character from the TV show is a main character in the film. Yeah, we've got okay. two of them because you've got... Um, um, you've got Samantha as Kamala Karmis Marvel and Tiona Paris as Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo is in WandaVision. So she's the one that got the powers when she walked through the force field. So the Marvels are Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel and Monica Rambo are the are the uh, Marvels. Yeah. I mean that would be interesting to see because obviously it's the first one where you really would have had to see. Yeah. And I know we say about WandaVision and yeah. Doctor Strange, but I hadn't seen One Division, and I could pick it up. But this would be very weird if you watch this film and you have no idea what who this main character is. And there's a little thing that happens at the end of Miss Marvel. I know you, you haven't seen. Have you yeah, seen Miss Marvel? Yeah. So obviously Captain Marvel appears in the end of Miss Marvel, almost like swap places. Swap places. So literally, she's going to be out somewhere in the middle of space. Yeah. So it's it's straight away you're going to have to know who she is. Yeah. They're, they've shown they're not. They're quite willing just to accept that you must have seen the series. Yeah. They, I, as we said before in the other one, I assumed they were going to give some sort of couple minute one yeah. division guide, but they didn't. So I, I wouldn't doubt they won't do the same with Miss Marvel. Yeah. They'd be just like, this is Miss Marvel, you should know who she is. Um, so yeah, and Samuel Jackson is another main character in the Marvels as Nick Fury, according to this. Um, other people have been um, cast, but they haven't... Uh, You've got you've got some of the cast from Miss Marvel appearing um, as Miss Marvel's mum, dad, and brother, and Zor Ashton has been cast as the villain. So they haven't said who the villain is. November the third, twenty twenty three, we've got 
blade now this is the one that i'm not overly that excited about to be honest because <laughs> it doesn't really interest me and i get a little bit fed up of vampire stuff but um but yeah i mean um Mahershala Ali is a, a great actor. Um, he's already been in Luke Cage TV series on Netflix. Um, but yeah, he's he's in it. Um, there's not much more to say about that at the moment. This, this is as we say, we're getting in, we're getting in the territory if we don't really know who's in it and all that type of thing. Um, then we get Captain America: New World Order, May the third, twenty twenty-four. I think there is gaps. Uh, now at this point in the schedule yes the picture they gave and the wall had literally gaps in it well they had dates but no it's got to be a spider-man isn't there somewhere well i don't know we had two spider-man in quite quick succession all four three came out all three only had a two-year gap in between each of them but uh i'll be so surprised if they don't get a spider-man in here somehow yeah. I mean, some people are saying, well top on doesn't sign new contracts some people say they might do a miles morales one but I'll be very surprised if a Spider-Man isn't in here, and it might shift a couple of these. It might, if they want to do a summer Spider-Man release, it might shift a couple of these. I don't. I wouldn't. From after Blade onwards, I wouldn't be surprised if things move. Oh yeah, I think that's because they always do. It doesn't even even pre-pandemic they did. So we have Captain America: New World Order, which I would imagine obviously has got to be Anthony Mackie as um, yep. Sam Wilson, and there's not much more. Uh, Julius Owner, not quite sure who that is, is going to be directing. Um, not familiar with what he's done, but there hasn't been any more cast. They haven't said if, if Bucky Barnes is going to be in it or not, if any of the other I characters from the Falcon Winter but... Soldier are in it or not. Whether Chris Evans is going to make some sort of appearance in it, who knows. But yes, that's, that's um, sort of like, in some respects, the fourth Captain America film. A new Captain America, a different one. Yeah, so, well, it's comics. That's yeah, what yeah. happens. That's what happens here. And then we get July the 26th, 2024, and the Thunderbolts, which is, you know, to, to want a better comparison, a, a sort of a Marvel suicide squad. And we think that, def I think definitely, that's what that woman is recruiting, I reckon. So I reckon definitely Yelena from Black Widow will be one of them. Yeah. Um... Whoever the others are, it's difficult to know. But uh, I think she'll definitely be one of them. You could have Tim Roth as the abomination as one of them. Because yes. he's been reintroduced in She-Hulk. Um, you know, there's, there's, well, there's potentially quite a, quite a few. But uh, So that's... And I, 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 I'll be su very surprised. In 2024, 2025, there would not be another Spider-Man film. I'll be very surprised. Um, I don't think Sony could not do one but uh, anyway so move on to the tv series for oh, phase you, four. yeah you got you still got fantastic four which is that's the, the schedule but we're on the next that's the next phase is it the next yeah phase? yeah that's phase six so, so we're it, saying what's the what's the end of phase five thunderbolts all oh, right so unless one of the tv series is it hasn't so it could be one of the tv series so no, it's not. No, Thunderbolts is the last one. So, the TV series is... God, there's a lot of TV. <laughs> so, early 2023, we've got What If? Yeah. Series 2. And that's, as we know from Doctor Strange, that is part of it. Uh, it's not just a... T a, a, a yeah, an animation. Yeah, I enjoyed What If. 
yeah, it, it was the only show that I didn't watch straight away. I actually watched it quite recently, uh, before Doctor Strange came out. That's, that's when I watched it. I didn't watch it when it first came out. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought it was going to, to be honest. Um, we have Secret Invasion, which is going to be um, Nick Fury's Nick Fury show. So Samuel L. Jackson, Kobe Smulders is in it. Ben Mendelsohn's going to be reprising his role as one of the scrolls from Captain Marvel. Martin Freeman is in it, surprising his role from Black Panther. Yeah. And Civil War, and Don Cheadle's going to be War Machine. He's in it as well. So that's Secret Invasion. Six episodes apparently coming early 2023. Um, then we have Echo, which is coming mid 2023. We don't know how many episodes there are, um, which is another one that I'm like really is is, is the character from Hawkeye, and I really liked Hawkeye. It's one of my favourite of the shows. I think and Aqua Cox is going to be. Um, reprising her role. There's definitely going to be Kingpin as the baddie, which is going to be interesting from the Netflix show. And there's also rumours that Daredevil will be in it as well. Well, he must be, won't be, as he's got his own series. Yeah, yeah. Then we have Loki Series 2, also down for mid 2023. Um, six episodes again. A lot of the characters are coming back from the one before. I reckon um, that must be a bit later. I reckon that will be now, September. Yeah. I think Echo will be the Miss Marvel time and Loki will be uh, She-Hulk time. Yep. Um, and then we have Iron Hearts, late 2023, um, which is a little bit about the female... Iron Man? Yeah. Dominique Thorne playing Riri Williams. And Dominique Thorne will be in Black Panther. So she's in the Black Panther film as well and I think that's where we're going to be introduced to her. So you might see Iron Heart in Black Panther Wakanda Forever or at least you'll see the character so she's going to be in that that's late 2023 as well and then we have another one which I'm not so sure about and that's the Agatha Coven of Chaos now the Coven of Chaos would suggest to be some sort of multiverse thing in it possibly but I'm not you know of all the things you could make <laughs> do we need that as a spin-off do they bring back Wonder though well, is, is it that is that the series which brings back Wonder? Is it going to be really a Wonder Vision series too? Is that what it's going to be? That's I re- I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it is. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Wonder Vision series two, a backdoor way of it. So you could bring her in with Agatha possibly as the main, almost like reversing it, and then you bring Wanda back or a yeah. version of her back. Um, and the one that's really got me excited, early 2024, 18 episodes. So they're not mucking around with this. That's more than even the Netflix show's got. The Netflix had 13 episodes. And people used to say, oh, they're too many. 18 episodes. Daredevil born again. And I, for me, that is really exciting. So with that back, does it pull all his past? If it's him in the same universe or... Are they making that his other ones him in a different universe? Which it could be, obviously. If it's him in this same universe, does that mean all his previous episodes are canon? In which case, also, the other characters who were in the combined film are then canon as well. And all their episodes are canon as well. Well, there's rumours that Jessica Jones is going to be in it. Christine Ritter back as Jessica. There's rumours, not confirmed. Don't about any of the others. You you've got a couple of ways to do it. We're in the multiverse saga, so somehow it's a different it's a different. That's what I mean. The Netflix is a different multiverse. I think you you might. He is going to be in She Hulk soon. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the next episode. 
um, or the one after, um, we might find out a bit more. I don't think we will. I think we'll just have him in it. I think that show's too comedic to have to be all suddenly go into all that. But we might find out a bit more of what, what's well, going on. He's a lawyer. It's yeah. They, they, he has to be in it, really, really. But we've got the... we've got Kingpin. I, I think I think it will be. I think the Netflix shows will be canon. I think it'll be the same Daredevil. Um, we'll see though. We'll see. But that for me is really exciting because that's I, I love those three Daredevil series. Yes, they're a bit over long. They're really good. They're, the, those three Daredevil series and the first series of Jessica Jones and the three Daredevil series are all really good. Um, Iron Fist was disappointing. Luke Cage was great. The first series, the first half of it, and then something happens in it. A character dies, and you're like. Goes off a cliff a bit. The second series was just a bit bland. Defenders wasn't as good as it could have been, but the, those three series of Daredevil and that first series of Jessica Jones are really, really good. So they were Netflix films, but they were made for Marvel. Yeah. Are they? Are they? They're not back on Marvel now, are they? They're on Disney Plus now. Are they on Disney Plus? Yeah, they're all on Disney Plus now. So they've they've got them. Um, but yeah, so that's that's for me is like almost most exciting but I think I think the ones I'm I'm most excited about is probably the Ant-Man film and the Daredevil probably the two I'm most excited about of all the of all the things that's been announced um, I'm interested to see what they do in the Marvels because I really enjoyed Miss Marvel and um, obviously Guardians 3 but um Blade's the one where I'm not, you know, and Thunderbolts. Captain America's hopefully better than the... I think the, what sort of dampened my enthusiasm for the Captain America was because I didn't enjoy Falcon and the Winter Soldier as much as I thought I was going to. I thought, yeah. was, um, But that doesn't necessarily mean anything we could have a good one. And so we move on to Phase 6. So Phase 6, all we have at the moment are three films announced. So the beginning of phase six starts November the 8th, 2024. Um, so Thunderbolts apparently finishes it. Um, I don't think there's... So with Daredevil going on for 18 episodes... <laughs> that's a lot of episodes. That's probably going to finish around the time Thunderbolts finishes, I would imagine. Um, we've got Fantastic Force kicking off phase six and the final phase of the multiverse saga with well as I say Fantastic Four and we're hoping at Disney Plus um, day um, or D23 we hope that there's a strong rumours that we'll get casting announcements and um, and a director because it was going to be John Watts the Spider-Man director but he's actually moved away from it so um and then we've got May the 2nd, 2025, directed by the director of Shang-Chi, Destin Daniel Cretton, Avengers The Kang Dynasty. And then we've got November the 7th, 2025. And this is really exciting because I remember reading the Secret Wars comics. I didn't read loads of superhero comics as a kid, but I did read the Secret Wars ones. Avengers Secret Wars coming November the 7th, 2025. No director attached. There's a strong rumour that because of how close those two are together, they'll have different directors. They won't be done. They won't be filmed all at the same time. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these dates change. Um, and we haven't got any other 
details of what else is coming out in 24 and 25 no tv shows no nothing but we might get a bit more of that do you think um yeah i don't know they do like to keep some of it secret yeah they might put one all their gaps if you look on their picture all their gaps are in mainly in that phase so they will want to announce some things yeah in that gaps but obviously part of it is depending on how well things do like they're not you know they're doing you know a second loki because it worked yeah and a second what if it worked but they're obviously not doing uh you know winter soldier the second one of those because it didn't work as well they're bringing it they're bringing that into the they're bringing that into the film but obviously certain things they've yeah. looked at and gone that didn't work as a series and so yeah. we're doing that as a film this worked as a series yeah you know you, maybe you might have a second series with Miss Marvel that really worked as a series. Yeah. You could have her after the the film, what she's doing next as a proper superhero. You know, it's okay. So it depends all. You know. Yeah, I think the rumours are that um, um, they could in the in the uh, in the gaps in terms of films, Eternals two, Shang Chi two is a possibility. Um, Marvel wouldn't announce a, a Spider-Man. It would be Sony. I reckon there's going to be a Spider-Man in there. There's no way Sony won't want to make another Spider-Man film of some description. Whether it would be Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield, there's going to be a Spider-Man film. So, and they've also already given a little well, chance of a baddie is a bit of thing you got left in the end. And uh, you've got to have Spider-Man in Avengers film. You've got to. Oh um, yeah. And Secret Wars, he was a main part. But it's in Secret Wars comic, that's where Spider-Man gets the the Venom suit. Ah. Because they get what happens in Secret Wars. So it's one of the only runs of comics I've ever read. Somebody, somebody lent me that we had, had all the had all the issues of Secret Wars. It was like a special event. Yeah. And this sort of alien takes all the villains and all the um, heroes to another planet which is made called Battleworld so they battle each other basically and that Spider-Man somehow gets the black suit which for a while in the comics he just wears before it's revealed that it's doing things to him so we've got Venom we've got a bit of Venom, Venom in, here, the, in the you know, series now you know you've now got the possibility of the multiverse if you can't get Tom Holland Andrew Garfield a massive Spider-Man fan, someone who probably feels he's got a bit of unfinished business. You could bring him in. You could bring all three of them in. You could. There's lots you can do. I'll be, but I would be very surprised if in this, in this schedule, and as I say, Marvel wouldn't. I very much doubt Marvel will announce this. Sony announced the Spider-Man stuff generally, um, and there's also a rumor that. Olivia Wilde is going to be directing a Spider-Woman film. Spider-Woman is also a big part of the Avengers. And she's been a part of the Fantastic Four. Is Spider-Woman not, wouldn't that be owned by Sony though? Yes. But they could do some sort of deal. deal the same as Spider-Man, you know, let's bring Spider-Woman in. It'd be interesting to see if they do that. I mean, they, they did it because it's Spider-Man. And you know, yeah. that is supposed to be the most linked character to Marvel it was for them not to have him was a, a big hit. I wonder if they'll do it for others. Green. yeah. But Spider-Woman has been part of the Avengers and the Fantastic Four. Um, I don't know if she replaced Human Torch, I think. Oh, yeah, but there's, there's a lot of people they can have in those yeah. films. So, I mean, I guess that's depending what Sony wants to do with it as yeah, well. Yeah, So it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, and I think we'll we'll probably 
discuss it next time we uh, yeah, talk about the Black Panther one. And we do need to do a ranking at some some stage too. Well, yeah. I don't know when we're going to do it because there's just too much stuff that comes out. Well, I think we're going to have to set ourselves. Oh, t- we did say, yeah, we'll just set it as because we we, we we we're a little bit so far in the next the Infinity Saga is now three years old now, so it's. Uh, well, maybe we should do a Infinity Saga one, and then we do as well, soon as age four finishes, we'll do Phase Four. Phase Four one, yeah, that's a good idea. The TV yes, oh, that's going to be hard work a bit. That's going to be hard. Yeah, that's hard. That Ranking hard. a TV series against the film. film. I do prefer films. I do prefer watching them as a film, I think. but I think they've learned more in the series. They've improved. Yeah. So, as you say, She-Hulk, they've decided to do a comedy in episode format. It works. Miss Marvel worked really well. Um, it was, it was, you know, each episode had a, enough to be a, a separate episode yeah. and TV show but as you said some of the earlier series didn't as much Wonder, I mean WandaVision was really good and I really enjoyed WandaVision but the, the last episode let it down for me there's a couple of the series where the last episode have let, him, let it down and that's the problem sometimes when you're watching it week, week in week out rather than going for two hours and you're invested in the whole thing and I think WandaVision had a do you think would you feel Wonder Vision would have worked as a film? No, it wouldn't no. have done. So that, that, and I think it they're the series which are fine, and I think you can enjoy them more. I think what you moaned about the Winter Soldier TV series is the fact that it could have been a film. Yeah. You could have made it shorter, yeah. taken out something, and made yeah. it just a film. Yeah. Um, and that's where they're mostly. I think Moonlight could have been a film as well. I think that had a bit of a finale issue. And I think Loki did a little bit. But the last episode was all right, but um, for me, the, the, my favourite ones have actually been Hawkeye because I, th- I think he's he hasn't had his own thing and 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 that and I think that worked quite nicely um, and then bringing back Kingpin and stuff and I think Miss Marvel and and uh, She Hulk could work well because they film film more like a TV series and with She Hulk because we've got nine episodes I think and they're only half an hour I think they it feels. And she has like a different, a different case a week. It's looking like the way they're doing it, but elements threaded through the whole mm. thing. That feels more like a TV show, um, even though some of the CG is a bit ropey. Have you? The, no, the, epi- the, the episode, I, some of it's great as per usual, but some of the CG of She-Hulk, the, the, especially the recent episode, she walks into the room and you think, God, that's that doesn't unusually looks poor. And obviously, Marvel's always so. That's interesting because they they moaned it in the early trailer. We got moaned that the, yeah, the, the, oh, they've improved support. on it from the trailer. Um, but then that would have been very bad. Yeah, sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it's you know like, mm, really, but yeah. So, but no, I, I mean I'm enjoying She-Hulk and I enjoyed Thor: Love and Thunder. And I think we'll leave it there. Um, thank you very much once again, Simon. No problem, it's been good. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back very soon. Um, Thank you all for listening. This is Music and Film Saves the World podcast and we'll be back very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.